Hey guys, and that means it's time for another new charity. For this month, I am choosing a local Orlando LGBT charity called The Center. The Center does a lot of stuff, like host free events for the LGBT community and provide free STD testing. And that's like free STD testing for anyone. You don't have to prove that you're a part of the LGBT community to get this free testing. <laughs> And um, another thing that they do is called the Angel Force, which is like, it's volunteers that go to LGBT events like Pride, and they dress up as angels, and what they do is act like a barrier to any protests to the event that may be happening, and I think that's just really cool. Like, really cool. And yeah, I mean, but the center also just like provides a safe space in Orlando for any... LGBT person needing like refuge or just like a place to hang out and I think that's really cool because as a lesbian I appreciate having an open and accepting place like that so close to home so yeah that's our charity I'm pretty sure we post a link to the charity if you want to check it out and donate but yeah here comes that episode <laughs> oh my god Libby <laughs> Livy, I will I will give you one gold piece if you could say it like that. <clears throat> Lou loser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna deduct that one from my character sheet now. Thanks <laughs> this is how this game's gonna go. That's great. Okay. Okay, I got this. I got this. Yeah, you got this. I got yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, hello, welcome, good morning, everyone, to the uh, first episode of season three of Roll Like a Girl, bringing you all of new stories and shenanigans with uh, your favorite girls. Um, I am your new host, uh, Nikki. That's me. Um, and I'm not scared. You're scared. It's <laughs> it's good that they're scared we're scary we are very scary so i guess um let's just introduce our characters real quick um just being a name and rundown uh like character class of your character and let's start with theron okay hi i'm theron and i am playing lydia tamarovna barsikov who is an orc warlock. Do you want anything else? No, that's good. That's amazing. That's perfect. Cool. Um, Livy, who is your character? Uh, hey, I'm Livy. <laughs> Hello, woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. First um, ghost. <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing Isabetta, the human wizard. Still haven't found a last name yet, huh? She doesn't have a last name. We oh, we decided, decided we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna be all Beyonce on that. That's perfect. Yes, <laughs> you, were, you were against that last time. So cool. <laughs> Isabetta, the human wizard, fantastic. And then uh, Sarah, your last up. 
I am playing a Asamar paladin named Kishori Nisha Karki. She's awesome. got enough names for the both of us. Yeah, the other two have like, plenty of names that can really yeah. uh, I will share with you. clean up on that for you. <laughs> um, uh, you can't share my name. No. <laughs> so, um, welcome again to season three of Roka Girl, which set in my homebrew world of uh, fantasy alt-history Earth um, and the Serene Republic of Venice where our characters are members of the Golden Crane Society, who are the fixers and spies and general not-so-secret hand of the government. Um, and let's see. All right. All right. It's a fine spring morning in the Serene Republic. The canals gilded with sunlight as the city wakes. You have each received the summons sometime in the night. A blank card with a bird's footprint stamped in, in shining yellow. The Golden Korean Society beckons. So you all have been summoned to the Duke's Palace. Um, and that's the central building of the city. It's this When anyone thinks of Venice, it's the big square building with all of the filigree on it that everyone is goes to visit when you go to Venice. And that's what this, in, in this picture here you guys are looking at, the building on the right is the Duke's Palace. Oh. Um, and that's where the society meets. Um, there's no time listed on it. It's really generally whenever you get around to showing up for a mission briefing is sort of mm -hmm. considered to be the appropriate etiquette for that. They just let you all know, hey, there's a something afoot and they need your help. Cool. So, um, Lydia, uh, why don't you describe to me your fantastic townhouse that you live in where you receive okay. your summons? Um, I, I mean, it basically is like, a condo <laughs> but it does not have an association because I hate that shit um, it's in probably one of the nicest parts of town uh, it has like a little back garden where uh, we have like an actual small garden where we grow like herbs and shit uh, I don't necessarily spend a ton of time there because I work a lot but I have a butler and a housekeeper whose names I have to pull up Oh, you just told me. It was a play on a Daphne and Velma. It was Velma definitely a play on Daphne and Velma. Uh, Laurel and Minna. Yeah, they're called Laurel and Minna. Uh, they make sure everything is nice in there uh, for me. Um, Which of them is your butler? Who would open the door and stuff? Laurel is the butler. <clears throat> cool, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and let me see, I would think that I probably have like the master bedroom on the third floor and it's sort of very grand, over decorated and a lot of stuff to remind me of home because I'm far from there right now. And you've been away from home for a long time. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you immediately set out 
to the palace or do you want to do stuff there at home before you go? Well, you said that there's no specific time, but like there's obviously rules of how it works. Like if you go too early, you're a nerd. Uh, if, you <laughs> too, if you go too late, nerd. you don't care. Uh, so I, I, I'm fairly leisurely, but I, I don't like have anything specific I want to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Um, would you plan on showing up for perhaps brunch? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Cool beans. Uh, Kishori, where do you live? Um, I live in like a small, uh, apartment style kind of situation Mm -hmm. where she's probably renting it out, uh, from like, it's like a small room that she rents out from a family or a shop owner or something. Uh, nothing too big because that's really all she needs. Okay. Uh, it's very simple. It's, there's not a lot of personal effects in the room. She likes to keep things clean and tidy. Awesome. Okay. And when do you set out to go to work? So remember when Theron made that comment about being a nerd? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm that nerd. That nerd? Okay, no problem. That sounds yeah, great. Uh, yeah, Kishori has been called to duty. She's going to answer uh, the call as promptly as possible. Do you put on all of your armor before you go or do you go in uh, regular clothes? No, she puts on her armor. Um, it's what makes her feel safe and she knows that um, even though they are in a safe town it it never hurts to be prepared for anything so she uh, dons her armor on. Okay. Fantastic. And then uh, Livy, where does Isabetta live? She lives on like I'd say the edge of Venice in an itty bitty house situation like by herself completely secluded as far away from others as humanly possible. (laughs) (laughs) Would you go so far? Distance of her like still being within like a good distance of her job. Yeah. Okay. Would you say that she in fact would probably try to buy her own tiny island of one of the island chains that Venice is on? I would absolutely say she would try to buy her own tiny island. That is fantastic. Not a problem. Okay. (laughs) You can probably um at some point have have even hired people to because all of the islands of Venice were actually built up out of the marsh here so you could have had somebody build you your own little island and build your own tiny little house on it um and i think all the neighborhood kids think she's a witch i mean i guess she is a wizard but (laughs) but like a scary cursed evil lady that just lives alone on this island okay let me just make a note of that here she's basically like a cryptid (laughs) <laughs> to the neighborhood children. <laughs> All right, I'm writing that down. Town cryptid. Um, okay, and when do you show up at the palace? Um, she's gonna leave immediately, but she's probably the furthest away, so she might be there last. I don't know. Okay, um, roll a die twenty on her distance. A what? A die twenty. Do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it. First, roll. Four. Oh. Okay. Yeah. On brand. Off to a great start. Okay. Um, I'll come back to that. Uh, Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come back to that. 
So, um, Kishori, it is probably about nine o'clock or so when you get to the palace. Um, and there is a, I'll move you guys over to the room here. Um, the place where you guys normally meet, um, to deal with your superiors or to take tea and, um, it's this Ooh. very elaborate yeah. library. Who drew uh, that art? I don't know offhand, I'm afraid. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Just check it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did, I did not look that up, but that was a question I wasn't prepared for. Uh, <laughs> this is. Are you referring to the art that's on the wall? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sure we've got some history buffs who could help us out later. <laughs> yeah, um, or we could I just mean, look it's, up with it's the... not a big deal, but Nikki knows why yeah. I'm asking. <laughs> I do. I do know why you're asking. Um, oh, okay. This is actually the inside of the Ducal Palace. This is a room inside it. So, um, the room, uh, you're shown in by one of the many servants, uh, Kishori, and they leave you to, to go get tea and bring it back to you. And... Um, you're there drinking tea for probably about an hour before anyone else shows up. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. But it's, really... it's not even... Tea. Uh, you have a great... Uh, it's delicious tea. It's fantastic. But the first person to show up isn't even one of them. It is um, somebody that you know very well. Uh, and... Um, her name is uh, Mattia Starcaller, and she's basically one of the agent handlers of the society. She's one of the people who, who hands out missions to people. Um, and she honestly looks a little startled when she comes into the room and sees you there. Uh, and she's a um, human woman, darker skin. Um, she's from the South. She's got long braided hair, and she looks a little scholarly. But you're not sure if she's actually a wizard or not. And uh, seeing there, she goes, "Oh, Kishori, you're so early. Uh, <laughs> are you are you hungry? I'm so sorry. Nope, I've already uh, had my breakfast this morning. Thank you. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, and she sits down. She sits down at the uh, one of the other chairs there because it's like a little. In this library, there's there's a desk, um, mm-hmm. and then there's a, a number of, um, like, lounge, not lounge chairs, that's the wrong word, like, um, nice big leather chairs for reading or for talking. She uh, says, I don't want to, I don't want to bore you by, by telling you what's happening twice, so um, hang tight, uh, please, please make yourself comfortable, I have a little bit of work to do, and then once, once the others arrive, we'll, we'll get started. And she um, pours herself a cup of tea and then takes over to the desk and starts um, rifling through papers on the desk. Okay. Um, then with that, uh, Kishori will uh, peruse the library collection that she can see before her. Just okay. try to keep herself a little bit entertained. <laughs> there are um, a lot of what look like, um, oh, excuse me, uh, bound groups of dossiers. Like, uh, um, events between, um, one date and another date, uh, in a city name. Um, 
There's also a huge wall that's dedicated to the collections of the Gnome News Network, um, which is uh, basically like a, the world newspaper. And we'll, you'll see more of that as time goes on. Um, okay. A lot of history in here, a lot of history of the society and Venice and Europe in general. Um, it's about 10 or 15 minutes later when Lydia gets there and, um, oh, you're all terrible at perception. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I just, I I wrote down all of your passive perceptions. It's 11, 11, 12. So, yeah. Um, I'm sort of focused in on that one charisma stat. Right. That's okay. Um, you have a carriage too, right? So you didn't, you didn't walk here. You just. Yeah, I took, I took a carriage. Okay. Um, then, uh, you walk in, you know Kishori, um, not very well, but you are acquainted with her and you see that she's got tea there at a tea set. And then you see Matthias Starcaller at her desk and, uh, she looks up and, and like inclines her head to you and says, we're just waiting on one more. Please make yourself comfortable. Okay, I'll give her like a half bow, um, and then go over to is um <clears throat> is Kishori sitting down with the tea, or is she still wandering with books? Uh, she is still wandering with books, but her tea set off to the side. Okay, I will go and sit and pour myself a cup of tea. Okay, um, and when Kishori sort of looks like she's not too engrossed, I'll greet her, uh, and then you know turn to my own business. <laughs> Sure, I will give you a polite hello. <laughs> okay. And then, um, Isabetta, do you walk um, or, or take canal um, gondola? Um, I think she takes a gondola from her personal private aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to regret that later, but it's okay. It's done now. So no problem. We have every form of transport now. We do. We do. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and, and Kishori, your your paladin steed is a giant like elk, right? <gasps> oh, yeah, it is a uh, giant elk. Um, she is the most beautiful giant elk you could possibly imagine, and I had a name for her. I don't have a name for her. Never mind. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you told me. Um, I did. I did not have a name for her. I will come up with one later. That's gonna be one I do right now. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Then, um, as you're um, being pulled along through the streets, um, Isabetta, you notice that um, one of the, one of the things that have happened um, is the evolution of the Nobis News Network, um, and there are these every couple of intersections there is a like a pillar of light that is reading off uh, like a news ticker in illusory script Hmm. and um as you're passing you see a series of headlines um that say things like mortal subjects rise up against elven nobles in paris chaos reigns in the shelands the french royal family slaughtered revolution or anarchy she's just gonna stare at it as she rolls as they um wow words as they like go by in the boat she's just gonna be like 
tragic. <laughs> That's the fine. The French have died. Say tragique. <laughs> so, um, it's about half an hour after um, Lydia gets there when Isabetta makes her entrance. And how does Isabetta make her entrance? Libby. Oh, you know, she like just like saunters in the room <laughs> and just kind of glances at them. She doesn't really greet them and she just sits down and waits for Matea to tell them what they're doing. Okay. Um, both of you recognize <laughs> Isabetta when she comes in and you're a little surprised that you're going to be included in a job with her because she's well known to be a little problematic okay <laughs> um and uh the once once she's there and sit down with you guys um uh, Matea, Matea looks up and she's she nods her head and then she actually reaches over and rings a bell and um starts gathering up papers at her desk and um she comes over she comes over to you guys and stands in front of you and says well this is most unusual but this is the the team that was requested by by the duke mm. so something very very serious is afoot um and we you, you seem like the best suited for it um and she uh she goes through papers and she hands out over to the closeter, which would be Lydia, um, an illustration of a, like a drawing of a mm-hmm. young elven man. And uh, she says, we've been contacted and contracted to rescue the last of the elven nobles uh, who was out of town when his entire family was killed. And uh, the the gift lord, Ineko, has is paying us handsomely to see him safe. Uh, and we know where he is, and we can send you there. Uh, but what we need you to do is is find the boy, Evelios, and and take him uh, to safety. What's his name? Evelios. How do you spell that? I V E. L L I O S. That's close. I was very much not close. <laughs> I had an E at the beginning, otherwise I was good. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> um, the, does it? Um, where are we taking him to, or where are we bringing him to? Well, we are sending you to uh, Massalia on the coast, and then from there, once you've secured him you'll be able to take him via the trains to Carthage um, and s- secure him in the uh, with the safety of his fiance, who is a lady of the South. Okay. And uh, his uh, fiance's name is uh, Lady uh, Vanthe, V-A-N-T-H-E, Rothanel. All right. Um... So, when we hear uh, he's in Massalia, would we all immediately know what that means? Or would we need to be briefed on it? 
like do we know by hearing Miss Alia, do we know who has him and what we're getting into? Uh, Miss Alia is uh, a city on the southern coast of France. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Marseille, but Miss Alia is the older name for it. And okay. um, Matthias says uh, he's in a safe house, but we're not exactly sure where. Okay. Um, we're having, we're going to teleport you guys there, but it'll be up to you to find him and then secure him through the city to the train. Uh, and she, she looks very grave as she's looking at her notes. She says, it's, it's unsafe for elves anywhere in the Shelands right now, especially any who are of noble blood. So, go ahead. Um, how common, I mean, does everybody know that this has happened, that the the elves, the noble elf line is, is basically dead? <laughs> um, this is something that has just been happening in the last three or four days. Okay. Uh, the uprising started uh, about uh, four days ago, and then um, the entire royal family that was still in Paris was um, taken out in the streets and executed two days ago. Oh, man. And, okay. go ahead. Uh, this is a question from Theron, not from Lydia, mm-hmm. who wouldn't think of it. Uh, did mm-hmm. they deserve it? To a point. <laughs> they okay. um for 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 thousands of years they had been the elves had been sort of exploiting the humans and half elves that lived in their country um mm-hmm. many of whom were their own i like w- w- distant relations um the about 500 years ago when the um heroes had put down or the last big heroic event um, one of the half elves uh, who came into power as king tried to re uh, reorganize the system, but after he died, it just didn't stick, and his children and grandchildren ended up being just as bad as they had been before. And it's become it had become uh, worse in the last uh, couple generations, where the elite were the the disparity between rich and poor was getting worse and okay. eventually the humans and the half elves just rose up against the nobility and there's a few provinces that have always been held by humans that aren't necessarily in as much unrest but um Masalia is the capital of the uh one of the very rich provinces they're in the south. All right, and that's stuff that would be very easy to find because it's there's, there's been news reports about it for days. Um, I had a coffee. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's fine. Um, a couple minutes later. Um, as, as you guys are discussing this, two more people come into the room and, um, one of them, let me get both these guys up here, is, uh, the Duke comes in and he is a gnome, um, an older gnome 
His name is Rundar. And um, you all know that the Duke of the Republic is elected and serves, if he's a gnome, serves about 20 years. If he's a human, serves for life. Um, and Rundar has been Duke of the Republic for about 15 years. Nice. Uh, and then with him is this very, very pretty lady. Uh, and she, her name is Aminette Fire Eye, and she is the, uh, the head of the society. Um, and they, they come in together. They, they look worried. This is, this is a, one of the worst things to have happened anywhere in living memory. Uh, oh, buddy. Yeah. That feels <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, so, uh, Rundar comes to you and or comes in the room and he's he's carrying stuff but he immediately just like throws it in an empty chair and comes over and like he grabs uh kishori's hands in his and looks up at you and says oh i'm so glad you decided to take this mission i'm 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 just you you're some of our best best girls and i think you're gonna do a fantastic job and this is a personal favor for uh, an echo and it would be just so important that we get that boy out of there Yes, I agree. If there is a, a life in danger, we must uh, we must answer the call. And uh, Aminette comes in behind him and says, uh, she greets all of you. She gives you a little half bow. And um, she's a, another human woman, um, very tall, very beautiful, golden skin, long, dark hair. And... Um, she is probably the classiest person any of you have ever seen in person in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, that was the funniest moment in the entire show, and it was silent. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah typed gay intensifies, but just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she is classy. Um, <laughs> and she. Uh, she looks at the three of you and says, this may seem unusual for things you've done for us in the past, but there may be a need to either crack a nut with a very heavy hammer or smooth talk your way in to where the boy is at. And I think the three of you are the best for this job. Zabetta's going to blink a few times and she says, I have a nutcracker if we need to. Need to open nuts. <laughs> and Almanac uh, kind of like, she gets this like, l- like long suffered look on her face for a second. She says, That's not what I meant, dear. Um, oh. Oh. And the uh, the two of them, Rundar and uh, Almanac, like share a glance at each other and this <laughs> sort of like <sighs> passes between them. Um, <laughs> And then he says to to Isabella, "It's like I I think you'll be fine. You'll you'll do great. Mm-hmm. You'll, this is exactly what you need to see is more of the world at large." <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, I I look at my new companions, partners, whatever we would want to say, and say to Aminette and the Duke, like, I think that we'll be well suited for this job you you're you should not worry 
Good. Um, gather whatever things you think you might need whenever you're ready. Um, and Runder actually goes to the pile of stuff he left on the chair and scrabbles through it for a second. And he comes up with a, a parchment that's got his seal on it. That's a voucher for um, teleportation. Okay. And he says, and just take this down to the teleportation circle and the um, mages down there will send you uh, to Missalia to get started. Thank you, sir. Good luck. Good luck. And thank you for your continued dedicated service. And then he picks up the rest of his stuff and, and actually at this point seems to hurry back out the door to something else he had to go do. All right. <laughs> uh, the other two ladies look at you and says, um, do you have any questions, anything that we can provide for you? Um, as always, your budget is quite large for uh, assistance from, from society. So if there's anything you think you might need, please let me know. We'll, we'll see to it. Saldia. Um... I don't think there's anything I need that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't think so either. I'm well equipped. I'm actually, if you two are ready to go, I'm ready now. I have everything I need with me. Uh, as do I. And um, I will actually dismiss my um, steed. Okay. Mm. That, um, so that way, whenever we get on the other side, we can I can summon her again. So we don't have to worry about teleportation circle shenanigans with the stack that would be funny but this is wiser <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous <clears throat> um <laughs> let's do it <laughs> okay let me no no i'm dismissing her so i can summon her when we get to the other side sure give me a second to add something in here hey yes Sabetta is just so confused about the nuts and she wants to ask for a nutcracker but she knows better doesn't understand mm. things very well. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's not where I wanted to put that. How come? <laughs> <laughs> Is she just very literal? Um, yeah. She doesn't okay. really understand reference. I mean, that wasn't a reference, but it was kind of a... Like, what's like the word? Idioms. Yeah. It was metaphorical in some way. Yeah. Like, if she's never heard it before, she doesn't understand it quite yet, basically. Now, almost every major city has its own uh, teleportation circle. So, uh, the um, so people who teleport into there from Slumpus Random will always get sucked into a central entry location um and it's it varies from place to place uh the society here has their own outgoing circle um and anyone who knows teleportation circle can actually learn it to come back to the palace directly should they want to um but i don't know if either of you have that. i do not okay oh um I just thought of a question to ask. That's okay. Uh, you guys are still there. I was setting up a, a handout. What do you got? Um, so, um, 
do we have any idea what district or what area that the safe house might be in? Um, yes, the there's a few different um, little bolt holes that the society has, and that is um, in some of the poorer parts of town. Um, and so uh, the um, Mattia can uh, sketch out for you a little map of what she knows of where, where she thinks you guys should start looking. And um, there is a, um, she tells you that on, on the safe houses, um, which is known only to people who have been told, there is a, um, alongside the lintel of the front door, there is a carving of the um, crane seal, which I have not shown you guys yet. Uh, it's the Crane Society, it's, it's like well known, right? Yes. That seems a little obvious to mark the same house with Not the crane symbol. Well, I mean, it would, I would imagine it would be like tucked away somewhere. So only really, if you're truly looking oh. for that symbol, yeah, you know that's where fair. it is. That's fair. <laughs> I will, I will give them that credit. It's, it's like the, in Skyrim with the, all of the houses that are marked for the Thieves Guild. You're like, that's a weird uh, symbol. I wonder what that means. Okay. And only if you're actually a member of the, people who it matters to would you know what to look for she said i'm not exactly sure where in this neighborhood it is i would recommend looking around it's probably going to be um, from what i know of the city it's a lot of tall narrow um townhomes that you'll that are like bumped up against each other with alleys behind them so you may have to do a little bit of searching around once you get there but she gives you a, a sketched map of showing, like, this is where you're going to be entering the city with where the teleportation circle is, and then sort of a general idea of where to start looking once you get there. Is this a small child boy? Um. <laughs> he, oh, it's going to be great. Um, the picture that she showed you, the sketch, uh, looks like a... Um, he looks like a teenager to you guys, which means he's probably in his 50s as an elf. Oh, um, right, elves. <laughs> so, uh, he's not, he's not a gnome. He's not a little person. He's a... Oh, no, I was asking elf. if he yeah. was like a kid. <laughs> he's not, he's not a child. Okay. He's, um, but he's, he's young. He's like a teenager. Oh, he's still a child. He's gonna get called a child. <laughs> oh. I was going to ask, um, is there anywhere that we have set up in in advance for accommodations, or is that something that we're just going to worry about when we get there? You'll have to worry about that when you get there. Okay. I just didn't know if we had a check-in point or not. That's fine. No. Um, all right. I just realized that we didn't describe you guys to anybody because I was thinking about session zero. Oops. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we should do that? Should we edit that oh. in later? Yeah. We... Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Alright. Theron goes first because Theron went first in intros. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pull up my notes from Still my me, Theron. I'm just tossing you under the bus. That's fine. All y'all are too damn pretty, so that's all that matters. Yeah, we're all like strangely beautiful. Okay. Um so Lydia is a full orc. Um, so she's sort of big and tall, 
Um, she's not particularly burly as orcs go because she is a squishy caster. She has uh, long black hair with a gray streak in it because she is in her uh, like mid to late 30s, which is actually, I think, getting up there for an orc. Um, and she wears it in a braid. And a lot of the time, even if it's too hot, she wears this tall wool hat. Uh, which I think you'll probably have seen the character art by the time this comes out, so it's wonderful. Um, she has violet eyes, uh, and when she's casting, they glow because warlocks are scary. Awesome. Um, and she has a very formal attire, like almost with a military vibe to it. Um, with lots of ornamentation on it, uh, like a, a sort of a long frock coat kind of thing with lots of embroidery. Uh, and um, her weapon is, and she is packed of the blade, so most of the time it's not around, but when shit gets real, she carries a big ass glaive with a long blade on it. Yeah. I love also, okay. Sports. Trying to be appropriate. I'm trying to be appropriate. Gayest season yet. <laughs> okay. Um. Mark me down, scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then um, I can't keep my thoughts. It's <laughs> no, it's don't don't filter. It's great. Um, <laughs> what does Isabetta look like? Hello. Okay, so Isabetta, she is Italian. She has kind of like olive tone skin. She has very. She has a serious face and very regal features. Her hair is kind of done up in a braided bun. And she dresses like old Italian nobility, even though I feel like that system's kind of been out for a while. But that's the way in which she dresses. And she's just very regal and sort of pompous and like, I'm above you, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. And then uh, finally, Kishori. Um, Kishori is, uh, she doesn't have a lot of Asmar presenting features. Um, she's very human like nature. Um, she has black hair that she usually keeps pulled into a, um, a braid that goes around her head. Um, she is of, uh, India ethnicity. So she has the darker skin, um, the very feminine she, her all of her features are very feminine but she's incredibly strong and proud well not proud um, but she feels comfortable in her armor so she usually is wearing that most of the time uh, which is a heavy plate armor and there's no really big decorations on it um, and you can probably hear my dog in the background because he's an asshole he's popping off he's describing his character yeah he is he's got to uh <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got some opinions, um, and she is uh, she's got this beautiful shield that's on the back that she wears on her back, and it has a symbol of the sun god on the back of her shield, but it's painted in like a blue color instead of yellow, okay. because um, she likes to she likes those cooler tone colors. Um, so yeah. Uh, and she has a long sword and some hand axes and some some glaives and she's weaponed out uh, more or less. <laughs> All right, cool beans. Uh, Theron described this party as uh, 
glass cannon, glass cannon, canned bread earlier. So that's uh, uh, where we're at with season three so far. Okay. Um, Fantastic. Then if everything you've got, all your questions you think you've got to start this out with, um, we, uh, uh, you guys know where the teleportation room is. You can get there with no problem. It's, um, it's just in a lower part of the palace, like in the, in the basement actually is where it is, where they come in and out of, um, helps keep a stealthier vibe for a lot of the stuff that they do. Um, and when you get down there, there's this, uh, there's a high elf mage. So he's, he's pale. He's got blonde hair there. Um, and you guys know him too. His name is in here somewhere, but I don't have a picture for him. Uh, Findir is his name. And uh, he looks bored when you guys get there. And he's, he's got a little table and he's um, doing some sort of research. And when you guys come into the room, he just like eye rolls. Ugh, I'm busy. What do you want? <clears throat> to do our job as much as you <laughs> need to do your job. And he, he like looks affronted. Um, <laughs> eyebrows shoot up and he's up. Oh, well, forgive me. Uh, and then he like holds his hand out sort of imperiously to you. Kashori is gonna. Uh, who has the who has the scroll? Is it Kashori? Is it Theron? Not Theron. Gosh, Lydia. Kashori can have it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Kishore Kishore can have it. That's fine. There's a fourth yeah, member she'll... of the party, and it's just Theron. <laughs> yeah, just, just Theron's just spectating. Me as she I doesn't am even do anything. She's yeah. there. <laughs> uh, Kashori will hand over her um, the the voucher. Okay. Um, he. Uh, he looks at it and all of the seals that go to different um, locales are different. So every city's teleportation sigil is completely different. And um, the arcane symbols on this one, uh, it's clear to see where you're going. And he, you can see his whole demeanor changes. He, he like his face pales even more than it is naturally. And he, um, he looks almost like he's swaying on his feet a little bit. And he says, Oh, forgive me. Um, I don't know what you're doing, but but good luck. And he um, puts the voucher aside, and he turns to the um, symbol and lay on the floor and starts doing the big ritual to um, activate the circle. Cool. Okay. And uh, after it takes a while because he's he's doing that as a ritual cast. Um, the lines of light fill in the circle first they fill in to show what's actually inlaid on the floor and then they shift to show where you're going and he says um whenever you're ready no hesitation i step in okay i will follow me too but she's the last one out right yeah as she's going, she turns and she goes, you're not forgiven. And then she disappears. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. Oh, she's so cool. <laughs> and then um, Findir, though he's holding the, like, before you turn back away from him, he sticks his tongue out at you. Um, <laughs> and, um, all right, then you guys arrive in Massalia. And I have a handout for you. I love handouts. Um, so... Masali is on the coast, uh, the south coast of, of the Shelands, and it um, 
used to be much bigger before the mini cataclysm that happened that brought Venice to power. Um, and a lot of the oldest elf, uh, elvid, uh, ar- architecture, stumbling over my words, sorry, uh, was destroyed in the flood. And so a lot of what's been rebuilt is a more practical, closer, um, less beautiful, easier to use human style. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of these, these tall, narrow buildings and any street that doesn't have room for the, the trolleys to go through are very, very narrow. Okay. Uh, and when you guys step through to the other side of the uh, circle, which um, on the Masalia side would look like it flares up with light and then the three of you are there as the light goes away. And the immediately um, you all notice that there is a ring of guards around the circle with uh, weapons drawn pointed at it and at you guys. No. Jeez. (laughs) We probably should have come up with a plan for our cover story ahead of time. Um, They... Uh, if they're all humans, men and women, they um, some of them look like they were official guards at one point, um, but a lot of them have a, a hole on their sleeve where a prior insignia would have been sewn on. Um, and some of the other ones just look like uh, militia or peasants who have been given weapons. Uh, a, a man who's slightly better dressed, and he's one of the looks like he's a, a military guy, steps forward and looks the three of you over uh, and says, uh, the first thing he says, well, no elves. That's a point in your favor. What's your business? (laughs) We could say we're here to join the militia against the elves because we just really hate elves, I guess. No. No. (laughs) I kind of wonder if they would let us uh, or how if we could say like we're just observers of the oh what's happening we could say that we are here to i mean there was an uprising but people on both sides must be injured we could be here to give aid to the hurt the hurt we're healers (laughs) oh we got a paladin yeah i'm a paladin i have money (laughs) yeah i have money (laughs) (laughs) it's the best part of the noble background i have money it's fine (laughs) Um, do you want me to talk to him? Oh, no, Theron, you should definitely talk to him because you have the higher charisma. Is Okay, is that what we want to go with? The We're here to give aid to people who have been injured in the... Yeah. We are okay. the Red Cross. We're Red Cross. We're here to give aid. <laughs> Call us Clara Barton. All of us. At you could be the, uh, the Red Star or any other... If you want to make up right now for my world an international aid order organization, please feel free. Is Star. the red crane a little too on the nose? <laughs> Might be a little too yeah, on the nose little... there. One. <laughs> I think we can just go with the Red Cross. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just, do, so let's just do it. I say, uh, I step forward and I say, we are representatives from the Red Cross. We're here to give aid to those who have been injured in the recent fighting. Okay. Um, and he, he looks a little surprised. Um, uh, go ahead and make me a persuasion roll. Sure. 
Oh, God. Oh, I have plus nine on that. You All right. It. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm just going to roll a 20 to see what he thinks about all that. Um, okay. He, um, he nods thoughtfully and says, yes, yes, there are, there are many, many people who've been injured and he, he holds his hand out and the rest of the, uh, guards around there, um, stand down. And he says, uh, my name is, uh, Lieutenant Thomas and please understand if Amongst any refugees, you find any high elves, you're required by the new order to turn them in so that they might take into the capital and test for loyalty. That's understood, of course. And he says, um, you're, you have, you're free to go about the city, but be aware there are militia on the streets. You may be stopped again. There's not a... Hmm, a uh, a voucher for us? Could we not get one from you? Again, he looks surprised. He doesn't seem like he's real smart. Um, <laughs> and he uh, nods thoughtfully and says, yeah, I guess I, I guess I could do that. Just give me a moment. Can and you give he, us red cross hats? Uh, <laughs> you know, those really old style some, ones. <laughs> you guys need to make yourself some red cross hats. Uh, and um, he goes away, and the teleportation circle here is out in the open. It's actually on the docks, um, okay. at, at the, on the coast of the city. That so it's way far from the center of town, and um, there's a little building nearby that he goes to, and he comes out a moment later, and he actually has um, strips of red cloth that he comes and um, makes to tie around each of your arms. All right. And he says, I, if there's other members of your organization here in the city, I would suggest that you look for them and see if you can get official decorations of your people. Thank you. And, uh, is going to just start walking away. Okay. Yeah. Uh, As if we know where we're going. Cool. (laughs) Um, on the sketched map that Mataya gave you, there is about, like, you think it's probably about three blocks away from their docks is, um, what she noted as the goat, which, um, you all know is a chain of, uh, inns and tap houses all across the world. And she says the the local goat is here. Um, if you want to stay, that's, that's the place to do it. Um, and it's actually like on the map, she actually drew a little fat goat, um, that's, that's like burping. Um, you're not, you're not sure how long it took her to draw that. Cause it didn't seem like she took long to do this map for you, but there is a goat there. And actually as you're watching it, it's sort of like on the map seems to dance around a little bit and then <laughs> like drink a glass of beer and then burp again. It's really weird. Um, I am delighted, but Isabetta is disgusted. <laughs> It's a real 180 fun movie for this character this time. It's amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard for her to stay in character, I think. It really uh, is. <laughs> I think it's going to be hard for all of us to stay in character because this is like the first time all three of us are trying to play super serious characters. Uh, it's true. Um, okay, so um, do you guys make for the goat to start with? It's still early in the morning. Well, actually, at this point, it's probably about noon after you got had 
tea and had your briefing and all of that and teleported so okay i think the goat is probably a good plan because we can scope out what's going on basically okay yeah get a feel for what's happening okay um and you you find it easily they the building uh, that the goat is in looks the same in every city you've been to each of you have been to four or five different ones that all looks the same and you note that on the sign above the door there's the same cavorting animated goat that's on that note that she wrote you mm-hmm. um and it also looks like there was a word that was above goat on the name that's been scratched out um which is the same again at every single one of the goats you've been to can we roll a perception check to see if we like know what it is? Um, or can like make it out. You guys can actually all roll history checks for that. Ooh. Rolls. I got me a ten. Twenty, but not okay. natural. That's a fifteen for me. Wow, I rolled really good, you guys. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, oh, change. You got a seven on that there. Uh, the seven plus seven to your history. That's awesome. Um, okay. Uh, Isabetta, you remember that the goat, it used to, the chain used to be called the bloated goat. Something happened probably about a long time ago, several hundred years ago, where there was some, it was a, a huge coup and the ownership of the goat changed. Ah, and, and they that's just really they, did not like bloated goats. <laughs> And, and, but you're not much sure of anything more than that. You just know that it's just the goat now. Um, there is some, all three of you know that there's some speculation that it's not a chain of inns. It's in fact the same inn that appears everywhere. Oh, that's cool. But you're really not, no one's ever been able to corroborate that. It's like a cursed holiday inn. Yes. Um... There's there's been some stories that someone's entered a goat in one city and come out in the morning someplace else, but no one believes them. So, okay. Um, And I think as you guys get to the goat and um, head into the tap room, we are going to stop for this for today. Uh, Sweet. To give me time to think about what's going to happen next. Yay! So there we have it. Welcome to Fantasy Earth, guys. Woo! 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 la la! We can stop recording. Thank you for listening to Roll Like a Girl. To get in touch with us, the best place is on Twitter at Roll Like a Girl or by joining our Discord server. If you enjoy our show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Or if you want to support us but can't swing a monthly payment, which is understandable, we have a merch store. Links for everything I just mentioned are in the show notes. We hope to see you again next week for more shenanigans.